Well, hello and welcome back to the DC UK podcast. This is season four and it is episode 21. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. Well, it's good to be back. Benteki's arrived. We're back to winning ways. Life is good again. Oh, isn't it wonderful to say that we're back to winning ways? Oh, such a lovely feeling. Oh, Michael, Michael, Michael. Is this life real? Is this real life, I should say? Yes. Yes, it is. It's just beautiful. It's transfer deadline day over here in the UK and Europe and most of the world. And we're coming back off a lovely, lovely 2-1 win on the road. This is real life. Pinch yourself. Pinch yourself right now. Oh, yes, it is real. Um, Well, this is going to be an awesome episode. Uh, a couple of games to talk about since we've had that in the last seven days. We've got other bits of news to go through. And, you know, we've got a game to look forward to this weekend at Audi Field. So that should be all good in the hood. Um, we've got lots of thoughts from you guys out there. I've been asking you um, after each game, which I'm going to continue doing because I love hearing what you guys thought about each match. So we've got those to go through. We've got this preview of the of that game this weekend. Look ahead at uh, who's in that roster, uh, the head-to-head as well. And then we've got some of your actual questions um, at the end of the show, which I did ask of on Instagram and over on Twitter, Facebook, and in the DC UK group as well. So if you do want to come and join us, head over to dcunitedkingdom.com forward slash membership. Um, and whilst you're on this uh, live stream, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And leave the video a little like and do the same on Facebook as well if you're watching there. Why not? Uh, Victor is asking to uh, uh, free Pulisic. Um, is that in reference to uh, him leaving Chelsea and maybe he's going to major Leeds soccer? Um, hmm, interesting. And anyway, but if you've got any comments about any of the games as we're going through the show, please do pop them in the chat. And if you've got any questions that you want me to answer at the end of the show, please do. Again, do the same thing, pop them in the chat. But we're going to start the show with our little trivia time. Um, each week we're going to do a little trivia like we have done the last couple of weeks, and it's going to be about our upcoming opponents. Opponents? Opponents. Um, so we've got Colorado Rapids this weekend. So this week's trivia time question is, which player scored their debut goal in the first ever game against Colorado Rapids that was played at Audi Field? Not the first ever game that we had against Colorado, but the first game that was at Audi Field. <laughs> Have a little think on that one. If you've got any ideas, please do hit them up in the chat. I want to see what you guys are thinking straight away on this one. Um, if you've not, no, have a little think. I will come back to it at the end where we will reveal this week's trivia time answer. But before we get all the way to the end of this uh, show, let's start off with a bit of news. So I'm going to look over to my little uh, 
show notes and uh, have a little look at the news from the last week because it's been a fairly action-packed the last seven days, I want to say. Um, So Moses Nyman has left left the club. He's completed his move to SK Beveren. You might have heard if you were listening to the uh, episode last week that it was rumoured, but now that has actually happened. uh, So that is $350,000 transfer fee with a sell-on clause as well. So good luck to him. Um, It's hard to see him go a little bit. But, you know, for whatever reason, it's uh, seems that his development will be best placed abroad. So we shall see how he gets on over there. We do have someone in DZK who is in Belgium. So we'll be uh, hoping to keep an eye on that. And hopefully we'll be getting some updates, uh, not on just Nyman, but also on Griffin Yao as well. Um, other things that we've done... Um, I mean, obviously, Ben Teke, as I said at the start of the episode, made his debut, finally. Um, we've signed two homegrown players um, in Christian Fletcher and uh, Matai Akinmobi-Borne. Um, it's a name I will get right eventually. Um, but Christian Fletcher actually trained with Man United and Borussia Dortmund. Um <laughs> So there's that. So obviously he's a hot, hot prospect. Um, and Matai um, is actually the second youngest ever signing for DC United with only um, Freddie Adu, who was younger. So that's a good little uh, little record for him there, being the second youngest. Um, so hopefully um, he comes in and has a great future ahead of him. I've been keeping an eye on his progress over on Instagram. He's had uh, trials over with uh, Bayern Munich over in Germany. And yeah, he looks a great little little kid, little player. Very happy to see him sign a homegrown contract alongside Christian Fletcher as well. Um, a weird one in the last seven days. Disney Plus. Not something you'd expect to hear on this uh, podcast, but Disney Plus. I've picked up the Wagatha Christie trial, the defamation trial between Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy. I know it's not really DC United related, but it is Wayne Rooney related, so I thought I had to mention it. Um, if you don't know much about it, go and don't look it up, but you probably do, because it is, it's been in the news quite a bit. If you're in the UK, you wouldn't have got away from it. Um, but for you guys over in the USA and elsewhere, basically, uh, Colleen Rooney decided to share some Instagram stories, I think it was, and and share them with specific people um, and to see what stories will get leaked out in the press. One she apparently shared to Rebecca Vardy went out into uh, tabloid newspapers over here and she called Rebecca Vardy out for it. And that led to Rebecca Vardy um, suing her basically uh, for defamation and uh, she lost. So Colleen Rooney won that one and uh, Rebecca Vardy didn't look so good at the end of it. Um, so yeah, uh, Disney Plus, I've obviously seen that could be a good drama, I reckon. Uh, probably could be a documentary, doc, a docudrama. Uh, so we'll see when that comes out, but uh, keep your eyes out for that one because uh, Rooney did have to uh, go up on the stand in that one. Uh, other bits, uh, we finally scored. Unreal. I was got four goals in the last two games. And as of today, a little article came out from Charles Boehm um, on MLSsoccer.com around uh, Wayne Rooney's youth revolution. Uh, great little read. 
very much worth going on the website um, and having a look. If you just go on to um, Charles Bond's uh, Twitter page, you'll, he's tweeted it out on there. And yeah, go and have a look. It is awesome. Um, great insight into what Rooney's doing um, and what he did at Derby County with the youth over there because, well, he didn't have much choice, shall we say. Um, so yeah, go and have a little read on that one. I enjoyed having a little read early on before going live uh, because it came out like, well, I saw it about an hour and a half before, about 90 minutes ago, two hours ago. So yeah, there you go. So that's pretty much it for the news. Uh, I said it was action-packed. It was more towards the game. So what we'll do is we'll have a little chat about the games. So, first up, we played Atlanta United on Sunday evening. Um, and I can actually say Sunday evening because it was evening over here, not in the early hours of the morning, which is awesome. Uh, 9 p.m. kickoff for me over here. So I was able to watch it. I was um, up in the northeast of England with my family, um, back in a hotel um, for that one. But, you know, it's... Uh, Managed to watch it. First half, pretty drab, but the second half was where it all properly kicked off. Very entertaining second half. Um, but to give you a little rundown of the stats, as I always do, um, unfortunately, we did get beat 3 2. Uh, possession wise, it was 59.1 to Atlanta to our 40.9. Uh, Atlanta had 25 shots, which blew my mind a little bit. Uh, we had 10 shots. Uh, they had nine on target to our three. They had one offside to our three. Uh, fouls, 12 to 10, but even there. And the expected goals was 2.1 to 1.1. Uh, so on that side, on paper, probably the right result. But, you know, um, we looked okay. Better than we have done recently. The fact that we actually managed to score some goals, um, so as I said, it was quite first half. Um, not a happened for us. Um, there was only one sort of five-minute period where we had more possession than they did. Other than that, it was either very close or Atlanta were dominating. It's not particularly brilliant from that from that aspect, but again, away from home, not playing on actual grass or anything. So in a stadium which is quite intimidating because it's got some great atmosphere, look at uh, what their attendance is like you hear the noise it's a great stadium to go to um, I would love to visit in real life but from the looks of it and how everything is it looks looks really good um, but we did open the scoring in the second half in the 47th minute thanks to a beautiful rival Morrison goal oh absolute peach on the volley um, outside the box what a way to get your first goal um the commentary on that one was actually really good as well. Um, so, you know, enjoyed watching that goal. Um, I did, little, did a little uh, shout as well. Um, little lad was sleeping in the room next door. And uh, my wife did tell me off a little bit for that one. So, but no, it was, it was a great goal. Um, absolutely fantastic. Annoyingly though, um, Atlanta scored immediately after. Uh, Alan Franco uh, of Atlanta getting his uh, first goal for the club. Just poor defending. Absolute poor defending. Um, 
uh, Victor, the commentary of that game overall was terrible. I mean, 100%. It was horrendous commentary. Uh, I mean, the goal commentary was all right, but they were coming out with some absolute weird comments, like talking about different sports and things. I was like, am I, am I, am I watching a DC United game or what, what am I watching? Um, yeah. Very, very strange. Um, great comment, Victor. Great comment. Um, so, Boa defended on the first goal, uh, but we then retook the lead um, thanks to Ola Kamara. Uh, Naha on the right hand side passes it back to Chris Durkin, who whips that ball in from the right. Um, Kamara nods it into the corner. Great goal. Um, Wonderful to see Durkin get an assist there. Not for the first time in the season, if I remember rightly. And yeah, enjoy that goal. Can't argue with it. Um, well worked. But then again, our defensive woes came to bite us, especially on the set piece again. Um, something that has been, since Lasada era, has been a real weak spot uh, for us, which from the previous regime it never used to be we used to be really good at defending set pieces but now it seems to be a very weak spot um joseph martinez free um free header in the box one of the best finishers in the game in the league i should say not in the game in the league and you give him free reign in that box is just terrible um, no other word for it just terrible nobody marking him don't know who was meant to mark him couldn't see anyone near him um, so yeah that was that was frustrating and then uh, they go and score in the 70th minute I think it was uh, thanks to Parata um, yeah so like I said it was a much better game uh, compared to the previous four ga- uh, previous few games but you know defensively there was there was work to be done um and after a couple of days after um i tweeted out about asking for your thoughts um any questions and anything that you wanted to say about the game um and there was a few people who did come in as uh, daniel um he was a member of dc uk and you will know him from being on the show um is his thoughts were a good thing is that there's still plenty of grit in the team and they don't seem to be drifting apart on a personal level I like that and then a bad thing is that some players might just need a new environment and this team will need a couple of years to get a fresh squad that can make a run so as you know if you're a long time listener um, Daniel's a bit pessimistic about the team always has been Um, sorry Daniel Um, to be fair there was a time last year when he did uh, get that bit of optimism uh, but you know there's reason to be pessimistic obviously the way the season's gone it's been there hasn't been much hopes for optimism on this one but uh, a couple of years yeah maybe um, I can understand where you're coming from on that one uh, Alex uh, who's li- who's from down under um, lives in uh, lives in Australia um, only gets to watch the highlights um, but he's he enjoyed that there was an Englishman who scored uh, in Ravel Morrison Um this comment a little bit too early um, saying that he doesn't think Wayne knows how to win yet which is not good but we'll come on to that in the next game um, but yeah um, I love the fact that it was Ravel Morrison scoring um, he's I mean when I heard that he was coming to sign for us I was a little bit disappointed a little bit annoyed because of his past but you know what 
so far he's kept quiet he's done a good kept quiet off the pitch done a, done good things on the pitch and I, I'm I'm going to eat my hat so far I've enjoyed uh, seeing him play uh, and then Richard who's uh, also a member of DC UK um, he says what went well scored twice what didn't go so well still can't have defensive pieces <laughs> so yeah there's that um, but again if you guys have got anything to say on that please do let me know um, so I'll, I'll enjoy reading them if I can't comment on them uh, whilst I'm on the podcast um, I enjoy it uh, <laughs> Victor I love that comment Wayne doesn't know how to win just forgetting his Man United career now eh um, yeah I, I think it's more just his time in DC that uh, Alex was on about there uh, because he hadn't won until this week um, so I mean of course he knows how to win on the pitch it's just finding his uh, finding his ways off the pitch um, on the sidelines which the, was it this game that he got booked in uh, he got yellow carded I think it was where yes it was there was a foul on the far side of the pitch uh, the linesman gave it um, but the referee decided to overrule him and he got a yellow card for it and he swore at the fourth official which led to a yellow card I believe that was this game I could be getting mixed up with the last game who knows um, but yes so that was that one um, moving on to the game in the midweek uh, which we played New York City FC what a game this was Enjoy, uh, enjoyed watching the highlights unfortunately I didn't get to watch this one live but the highlights were fantastic you know a win's always always watches better than a defeat um, but again stats on this one uh, score 2-1 to one to DC United possession wise they had 61.1 to our 38.9 so really didn't have much of the ball in this one uh, shots 10-6 to six. Um, on target 3-5 to five. so we were good um, getting the ball on target when we had the opportunity uh, only one offside piece uh, fouls 10 to 19 so we gave away quite a lot more which didn't come across in the highlights I will have to say that uh, expected goals 0.4 to 1.2 so the result on paper definitely good for us um, so I said I didn't watch this one live but from what I watched on the highlights, both on the four minute one and then the seven minute one, it showed a lot of positivity for us. I thought um, there was a, quite a few chances for uh, New York, um, especially towards the end of the game when they were pushing to get that equalizer. But it was good to see that we were actually just consistent, just positive throughout. Even when we conceded the goal again after we scored, we continued um, going forward. So that was good. Um, Nahar started on the left, which is the first time he's done that for quite some time. Uh, he did it a couple of times last year, from what I remember. But this, I think this is the first time he's done it this season. Uh, first DC's win for the first time in Rooney's reign, so that was good. Um, but it was also our first game, first win on the road against New York City. And it was at the Red Bull Arena, which is kind of a two-for-one, I want to say. Being, being New York City in a Red Bulls arena. Sounds quite nice, doesn't it? I like that. 
Taking two for one. Uh, Fletcher and Benteke made their debut. So Christian Fletcher obviously signed his homegrown contract just a matter of yes, yesterday, the day before, and thrown straight in. Uh, Matai was on the bench as well. So that was great. So three players potentially made, could have made that debut. Matai just didn't get that opportunity, which is fine. He's only 15. You don't want to throw him on if you don't need to. That's a lot of pressure on the kid. I mean, Fletcher's only 17, so again, pressure on him. But, you know, he played for the last five minutes, I think it was. Um, plenty of yellow cards in this one, three apiece. Um, we saw those in the highlights as well. Um, it looked like New York City were tackling quite hard. Um, I can't remember if I saw any DC yellow cards in the highlights. I think there might be one, which was just a cynical foul. Tactical one. Uh, fullbacks uh, seem to play up quite high. So Nahar on the left, um, Chris Adui, Achdam on the right. Look, when I looked at the pass and breakdown, the average positions were pretty much by the halfway line, which shows that we were really attacking and taking the game to New York, which is awesome. That's the kind of thing I want to see. Our fullbacks getting forwards. Um, when I looked on the lineups, it looked like we were playing a 4 4 2. Correct me if that's wrong, um, if we were pl- playing the 4 2 3 1. But uh, MLSsoccer.com had it down as a 4 4 2. Um, Durkin making an assist in back to back games to Kamara in back to back games. Uh, so that's awesome. That's great. Loved seeing that. Um, again, Durkin on the right, getting the cross in. Uh, Kamara with that lovely tap in. Right place, right time. Not offside. Well worked goal. Um, Love that. Then the second goal, um, Burnbaum. Great crossing uh, on the free kick from uh, Rodriguez. I have to say that was rather poor keeping from Sean Johnson. Uh, but we'll take it. We're going to take it. Um, it was a good, it was a powerful header. Don't get me wrong, but Johnson should have saved that. He let that squirm through. Um, uh, Burnbaum was unmarked uh, as a goal from a set piece on the attack for us. I enjoyed it. Good goal. Um, can't argue with that one. Uh, Achoa played well again, making some great saves, especially towards the end of the game. There was an effort from range. I'm trying to remember who who had it. I think I think it might have been Talis Magno or oh, uh, Um but it, it was curling effort going into the top corner and he managed to get across and uh, claw it wide for a corner. Great save. He is definitely one I've been impressed with so far in the few games that he's played. Great reactions, great shot stopper. Enjoying him. 21 years old. He's got a great future ahead of him. Uh, hopefully that's a DC United as well. Um, in the post-match press conference, um, Mooney's take on the game, which was... You know, if you take the result out of it, uh, it's the best performance we've had since he's been there. And that's great. I didn't even get to watch it and I didn't see that. A little bit annoying, but it was a... I had work today. I can't always uh, stay up that late. It's going to be a tricky one for this weekend when I get onto that one. But uh, yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, Jason Anderson, um, good guy. Um Really enjoy reading his stuff and uh, listen to what he's got to say. Um, tweets down about the longer take on that uh, comment, which was, I'm saying, yeah, it's quite strange when you come in the middle of a season and I didn't feel the players were fit enough to play the way I wanted to play. 
So I don't know what, under the previous coach, Anna Lasada, um, I don't know what they were doing. But one thing's for sure, the players were mentally tired. So just giving them the giving them players the ability to believe that we can actually get that fit. Like Chris, uh, we of course have we have to be careful with this history. So we're trying to get him to a position where, like tonight, um, he played 90 minutes. And if you look at the difference in Andy from four weeks ago, he's still making runs in the 90th minute to go forward. So it's just the way we train them. The rest we give them time to recover physically and mentally. It's good. And he's pleased with how the plays have been working. Hmm. Training, not overworking them, not grinding them down to the ground. Hmm. And it's uh, interesting that he's actually called out what the called out Ernan on that one. Um, saying the players are mentally tired, which when you read some of the things that came out after Hernan had left, it's no real surprise. Um, and some of the things when I had plays on last season, like Griffin, um, about what was going on and uh, the regimen and the diet that they were under. It's, uh, it was very, looking back on it, hindsight was obviously a wonderful thing, but it's, it seemed quite military military um quite regimented and it's very strict so yeah that is going to take your toll especially mentally um but yeah um there was that and again um i did uh, tweet out scheduled because i wasn't awake but i did preempt this um did ask again for thoughts and um any questions you had about the game last night um which if you're listening to the show afterwards, it was on Wednesday night. It's Thursday today. Yeah, Wednesday night. Uh, so Richard is, again, a member of DCK. Uh, despite being a heavily rotated team, there was no drop-off in regards to the game plan and the intensity. I think the team is in a better place, both physically and mentally, than at any other time this season. His second thought in the game was Rooney's all-in on playing the kids, uh, given Fletcher's debut. Um, he goes on to say that Christian Becke and Teke has come to play and his talent is going to shine through. Can't wait to see him with Taxi. And finally, he hopes that DC United are able to re-sign David Ochoa because obviously David's uh, contract does run out at the end of the season. Um, moving on to the next one, which is from Brian. Um, again, a member of DC UK. Uh, he's finally happy that we've won a match. Um, I think... That goes without saying for everyone around. Um, we're all very, very happy that we finally won, won a game. Um, it's been way too long. Also, finally beating NYCFC on the road was awesome. Can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, I think we're all looking forward to Sunday now. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Um, and if you do want to come and join us at DC UK, do as mentioned, uh, go to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. You should see uh, the link in the description. Um, Maria uh, saying that it was a more complete game. Key was to hold the lead after the second goal. And after the initial push, uh, DC was pressing hard for a third. Fantastic. It's always good to get that lead extended, give yourself that little bit of a buffer. And then Mark uh, Nahar had his best game in some time while starting on the left rather than the right. Um, I think, again, from what I saw on the uh, replays, on the highlights, it looked like he was doing some good stuff, made that run down the left um, for 
uh, when he got fouled and got the free kick, which led to Alvesac goal. Yeah, awesome. Um, seems to be a word that I'm repeating quite a lot this evening. Awesome. But it is. It's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, um, loved it. Can't argue with it. It's good to get uh, three points on the road, um, especially against a team that we've traditionally not done well at all on the road against. I'm very happy about the way it came across. I'm very happy that you guys are happy and there's slight optimism maybe for the rest of the season. Get some more points, get some more wins, get some more goals. You never know. Fingers across, toes across. I'm not going to say what else is crossed because I might have to bleep that out. Um, but yeah, moving on to the game this weekend. Um, we are playing Colorado Rapids. Um, head to head wise, I, I should say. It's on Sunday, uh, 7.30 p.m. kickoff Eastern time, which means it's a 12.30 a.m. kickoff time of year on Monday morning. So if I do end up staying up for that one, that means I don't get much sleep for work the next day. Decisions have to be made on that one. It's going to be a late call, uh, whether as I stay up or not on that one. Um, but if I do, um, and for anyone else who's in the UK, it is live on Premier Sports 1. Otherwise, it's on um, standard uh Broadcasting um, in the US on um, NBC Sports, Sports Washington on DCNight.com and uh, Telezitos or Teleexitos. Is Teleexitos? I think so. Anyway, um, head to head wise, we've won 22 times. Colorado have won 14 times and there's been 10 draws. So we generally do do well against uh, Colorado um, especially recently I know um, they won the last game 2-1 at Audi Field but generally speaking we tend to either draw or win in, in this game in recent times anyway uh, we won uh, obviously our first game against New York City to end a four game losing streak um, and it was also the fewest matches fewest shots in a match while scoring multiple goals for the first time since a 2-1 win over Orlando in March 2019. So that's what you call efficiency. Uh, Colorado have conceded 10 goals in the last two away games. They conceded six against Philly and four against Nashville. So not particularly great. A bit similar to our recent records. Um, Ola Kamara scoring his 83rd goal um, in MLS. And since his debut season back in 2016, only two players have scored more than 70 regular season goals. Joseph Martinez and Bradley Wright Phillips. And when you've got to think about, obviously, uh, Kamara's had a bit of time outside of uh, MLS as well. It's, it's a pretty good record. Obviously, he had a great season last season, scoring 19 goals, um, almost being a golden boot winner. Um and he's got a few so far this season so you know he's doing well um still still getting there um just just going back to the comment about me uh staying up and not soccer is greater than work unless it's brain surgery the next day yeah i'd have to have a look at my work calendar to see what's happening um and by the way i am not a brain surgeon just just to clarify that i don't do brain surgery but it feels like my brain gets um, operated on with some of the things I uh, have to do. 
Um, DC, we've scored 75 times um, between against uh, Colorado and conceded 59 times. So we're ahead on that one, which is great. And um, recent form for Colorado, they've not won in their last five matches. So they're on a bit of a downturn, as it stands. And already, um, we've already got the referee for this weekend, who is Tori Penso. Um, she previously refereed um, for us, uh, well, in one of our games earlier on in the season against Austin FC, where she sent off Ola Kamara. Um, I'm struggling to think back to that game and what that performance was like, but um, it was great seeing female referees. Happy about that. Um, there needs to be more of it, and you know, we'll see how she does. Not much more to it on that one, unless you've got any comments on that one. Um, if you feel like she's not the greatest referee, just like pretty much most of the uh, referees in MLS who are not that great, or yeah. is she a good referee? Um, she's she is new, um, so records are a little bit hit and miss onto that one but yeah uh, Colorado wise a look at their roster uh, reveals that they don't really spend a lot on designated players or any other type of players really just general um, because they've only got one DP and Jesse Zardes um, who I'm sure you all know um, bit of a surprise that they they moved to Colorado to be fair I was a little bit shocked on that one but yeah there you go. Uh, they've got two in the under-22 initiative in Lucas Estevez and a guy called Max. Uh, Estevez is a defender. Max is a midfielder. And they do have one generation Adidas player in Philip Mayaka, who's a midfielder. So, yeah, there is that. I would love to know what you guys think about that. Um, and whilst I'm having a little little think and talk what do you guys think of this goal will be this weekend um i've seen obviously in different places people have got quite a lot of different opinions a lot more positive than there has been recently um if you're watching live please do put your score predictions in the chat if you'll listen to the game listen to the podcast before the game do tweet me your score prediction um love to know what you're thinking it's a tricky one for this one um because we've had that that victory in midweek, but we've got to remember it is the one victory. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much, but it does feel like we've turned a corner. We scored two goals against Atlanta and we scored another two goals against New York City, both away from home as well, So, which is always much more difficult to do. Um, yes, we've conceded goals again, but um, a chower between the sticks is looking great. Um, I'm super pleased about that. Squad's looking a lot stronger. Yes, we've still got Heinz Eich and Brad Smith out injured. Um, but Nahar on the left, uh, away on the right. Um, Birnbaum's starting to pick up a little bit of form um, because he's had his ups and downs, let's put it that way. Midfield's looking strong. Attacking line, now that we've got Ben Teke. Looking great. Very pleased about that. Um, saw one of his attempts on goal um, against New York City, which was on target after being knocked down. Picked himself back up. Picked up the ball. Had a go. Normally players who come from 
European football or South America would have just rolled around on the ground. But he got picked himself back up and, you know, carried on and took a go at it. So, yeah. In terms of predictions-wise, for me, looking at their, uh, Colorado's farm, they're especially on the road. The fact that there's considered quite a lot recently, they've not really scored a huge amount recently. I want to be positive. I'm going to say 2-0. I'm going to go 2-0 win. I, I think I think that's a, a fair reflection on how we've improved recently. Um, I think it's a fair reflection on Colorado's form recently. And uh, we're back home. We'll have the fans behind us after a win, hopefully. Um, hopefully we'll be quite loud. So we'll get caught all corners of the stadium. Um chanting away, get joining in um with with um with a Chico stand. My mind went blank there for a moment. So again, this is me calling out um to all the fans who are gonna be at the game this weekend to really get behind the team, get get chanting, um get the my way you are, just get going. Um don't worry about if you think you're gonna look stupid or anything. Just keep it going because it really does affect uh, the players on the pitch. Um, when they start hearing the chance going, they, it does take them up a level. They might not, might say that they don't hear it or anything. They're f- completely focused and things like that. But yeah, genuinely, it really does take things up a notch. So please do get behind the fans, um, behind the fans, behind the players. Um, so yeah, so for me, I'm going to go with the 2-0 win this weekend. Clean sheet, couple of goals, bit of entertainment, and hopefully... A loud atmosphere. Um, so let's move on to some fan questions. So we had a few sent in. Um, thanks to you guys out there, Brian, Eric, uh, Victor, who's obviously been in the chat, and uh, Richard as well. Um, so your questions, I'm just going to just double check to see if I had any further ones uh, before I move on. Um, but I've got them going to come up on the screen. So bear with so Richard ask uh, not Richard he's not first but he's up on screen now so Richard um, asked does Russell Canals have a role going forward with DC United um, now I said this was a good question um, in the DC UK chat um, and it is a good question and I do believe he does have a role with the club um, moving forwards it might not be consistently starting anymore but he certainly does. Um, yes, we've got Ravel Morrison, Chris Durkin, Victor Paulson, um, obviously Russell, um, Ted. Uh, who else we got in the centre midfield? Is it just those five? I feel like I'm missing someone. Uh, oh, no, we did have Moses, but now he's gone. Um, so five players potentially going for two, maybe three positions it's going to be tricky there's going to need rotation and what you can remember it's a long old season in MLS there's usually a fixture pile up somewhere during the year um, once or twice so yeah he's absolutely got a role uh, with DC United I would want him to go he's usually one of those players who is dependable when he is fit um, there is a, a question about his fitness uh, thank you Victor Jafal was the other player I was missing um so six players going for two to three uh, positions. Um, 
yeah, interesting. Um, I just want to say, Victor, I think Hopkins is more of a winger rather than a, a central midfielder. Um, but if again, if you thinking that he's going to be, that does mean it's a little bit tougher. But again, my point still stands. I think Knaus definitely has a role. Like I said, fixed a pilot. So you're going to need that rotation, uh, but you can also you can't predict injuries. You don't want to be in a position where we were a couple of years ago when we had what 15, 16 injuries and barely filling a lineup. So yeah, absolutely. It's for me. He's one, like I said, one of those guys who is dependable. Um, just needs to keep fit because um, I don't think he's had really had a season where he's been able to play consistently throughout the year. Um, so again, thank you, uh, Richard, for sending that question in. Um, next up, it's uh, Brian, uh, who asks, how many new starting players do you think we will need next season? And uh, what's the most important one for the club's success? Um, I, might know, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the most important one, uh, which is a big central defender. Um that's the most important one going forward that what we need you look at um the way our backline has been recently um it's been very leaky very unlike dc um especially going back to um the ben olsen area where we were always really tough to play against tough to grind down yes we didn't really score but you could always think we'd maybe lose by if we're going to lose by one goal Usually, uh, it was one one that often that we lose by more than one. So yeah, for me, the back line. I think that's uh, central defender is what we need. Potentially uh, left back as well. Um, how many new starting players? Um, so, like I said, centre back. I would say a left back. Um, and I would say potentially one midfielder. Um, Strikers-wise, starting, the fact that we've got Taxi and Benteke, those would be my two starting strikers. But for me, we're, we're probably lacking that real big creative player. Yes, we've got Ravel, but he's been playing more defensively. And we don't really have that attacking spark um, that I would like to see that we see in, in other teams. So there's that one. So I would say three starting players. Um, and the centre-back is the most important uh, for me. So there's that. But thank you for that one, Brian. That was a really great question. Um, Eric... There's a bit of a two-parter uh, to this one. So I could only fit one bit on the screen at once. Um, so first part is, how do you see Hopkins and Fletcher fitting in uh, with Taxi, Benteke, Berry, Kamara, etc.? Um, Hopkins, I think, has been playing quite a lot, <laughs> to be fair. Um, he's not started two of the games that Sarah Rooney's been in charge, and he came on as sub in those two games. So... I mean, I'm taking that from the Charles Bomb article that I mentioned um, earlier on in the show. But yeah, um, I, I see Hopkins continuing down the right-hand side. I mean, we've seen Durkin be more of a winger rather than a central midfielder. But um, yeah, absolutely being down on the right-hand side. Um, 
I can see him working quite well. Fletcher, I think it's going to be a little bit of time before we see him regularly. Let's put it that way. He's certainly going to be bench, if not more time with Loudon. But um, really excited to see him come on and get some time, especially with um, getting getting that um, experience from Benteke, who's been there, done that, and from Rooney as well. I mean, what a, what a time to come into the club uh, when you've got a, a, a Premier League striker who's come in, who scored over 80 goals in the Premier League to a coach who's been there, done that, worn the t-shirt many times, won a huge amount of trophies at, at club level, both on the domestic stage and the and the international stage um, at club level. Unbelievable. So he should really take it with... Um, take this opportunity with both hands and really strive to get that experience and become a much better player. So I see them fitting quite well. Um, but I see Hopkins more of a starter. I see Fletcher being someone who will get that time more with Loudon, but absolutely with them um, uh, coming in off the bench. Um, other questions? What uh, Second part for... Eric says, what's the plan to continue continue, if I can get my words out, continue their development alongside 2023 or bust? Um, As I just said, I think it's more, uh, Hopkins will get a lot of game time. Um, I see Fletcher being more, getting sort of 20 minutes at at most of the game, coming in off the bench, but playing a lot with uh, Loudoun United. That's how I see 2023 going for them two in particular. Um, Matai, definitely a lot with Loudon. The odd occasion, probably more US Open Cup uh, game time, I would say, with those guys. So just take a quick little drink there. Um, so thank you, Eric, for that. Um, great questions about our youth. Um, Victor, I've definitely not missed your question here. Is Ben Teke a worse finisher than Kamara? No. Moving on. Ah, sorry. Uh, no, genuinely, I mean, it's difficult to tell because um, we've not seen them do it in the same league yet uh, against the same same players. So. But genuinely, I think Ben Teke is a great finisher, um, especially when he gets the supply. Um, you look at him and you look at now you just look at Benteke's record it, it speaks for itself especially Premier League Kamara done great stuff um, in MLS didn't really do well do anything in China but he's good in MLS um, I see Benteke scoring a lot um, in MLS I think it's, he's going to really enjoy playing this league for his size and the strength his hold up play um, should be able to get quite a few sort of turning, um, turning shots and turn them into goals. I think, I think we'll see quite a bit from him. Definitely going to be a target man. That's for certain. Um, thank you, Harish, for coming in on the chat. Um, coming in and asking what, which positions do you want us to sign new marquee players for the next season? He's uh, saying that you'd want to see a marquee centre-back sign and a new right-back, left-back, depending on where that heart plays. Um, as I mentioned um, about 
a, a few minutes ago with uh, Brian's question. Um, I totally agree with that. I want to see a new centre-back sign. I think that's a that's the most important one for us moving into the 2023. Um, marquee signing? Would it be <laughs> a marquee signing? Um, it's, it's not a fashionable move. It's better that way, but I think I think it's something that we might need to see a lot more in MLS um, if they want to be a more competitive league. Because um, it's not always about goals, but you do need to grind out results and you need a good defence to do that. So, yeah. Um, Marquee signing, centre-back signing, and new right-back or left-back. Yeah. I think I'd prefer left-back because Nahar's a right-footed player and I think he does more more on that side but uh yeah um i'm just gonna ignore what uh, victor's just saying in the chats um he's just saying just play pines if he was a little bit better yes but i'm certainly going to ignore the next one which is uh hashtag phil jones in um yeah no just 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 no absolutely no um phil jones no uh I don't need to uh, explain about the memes and his lack of game time over the last few years. I mean, if you look back when he was like 21, 22, um, and especially when he was uh, coming up at Blackburn Rovers, yes, I would have taken him then. But unfortunately, injuries have got the better of him. Um, he's not played a lot. He does need to get that game time, and the only way he's going to get it is by playing. Um. <sighs> Oh, I'm down myself now. Would I take him in pre in the off season so he gets that preseason under his belt? If it doesn't cost a lot of money, he can't. If we do it and that happens, he can't be a DP. He genuinely can't be a DP because with his injury record, I take him on loan for six months. See how he see how he adapts and see how he does because. Bit of a win-win. He gets the game time. We get potentially a good defender for yes, it's a, it would only be six months, but wouldn't cost us a lot of money. Hmm. 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 Oh, I hate you, Victor. I hate you for making me think about that. Um, but yes, there we go. That is about it for the fan questions. So thank you guys for sending those in. Thank you, Harish and Victor, for popping up in the chat there with some great questions um, and comments as well. Um, but it is now time to wrap up the show. So if you remember, if you weren't here at the start of the show and you are tuning in a little bit later, um, the question was, which player scored their debut goal in the first ever game against Colorado Rapids at Audi Field? Um, well, the answer to that question, Victor got it right. It is Wayne Rooney. Um, that was his debut. Uh, I said debut goal. Uh, it wasn't his debut. It was his first goal. I got that a little bit wrong, so I apologize about that. But he's got his first goal um, in the first ever game at, at Colorado, Colorado Rapids played at Audi Field. I really am not getting my words out right tonight. I do apologize. I really need to... Uh, Work on that. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, Victor, it was a joke. Um, I mean, you say it was a joke. 
there's a little bit about you that wants him in the team, isn't there? Admit it. Come on. You do want him in there. Um, but, you know, it could... But yes, um, Alex, always late to the show. I mean, we've got to work on this time zone, haven't we? We've got to work on these times. Alex, over in Australia, you've, um, you just need to rewind because I did answer your... Uh, I did make a comment about what you said. Um, which game was it? Was it the Atlanta game that you um, Yes, it was the Atlanta game. So do go and rewind back to that so you can hear what I said about that. Um, but that is, unfortunately, um, the end of the show. But yes, good morning to you, Alex, over in Adelaide. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been up in the chats. Um, thank you to everyone who's listened to the show. This is the 98th episode of the dc uk podcast do come and join us in the support group um it is fantastic especially on game days we get to see where everyone is in the stadium there's uh, some meetups uh, between the guys so do come and join us it's at dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership you'll see the link in the description alongside all the other links um whether it is if you want to come and support us um in terms of buying merchandise there's the cherry blossom shirts uh, which you can see in the background if you're watching on youtube um just leave leave comments leave a like subscribe um to the podcast everything helps the show out it's always a welcome uh to come and do this for you guys i enjoy the fact that you do listen in um stay tuned for the 100th episode i'm planning on doing something pretty big for it so that's going to be in two or three weeks time so keep your eyes peeled and your ears peeled as well but as always until next time not much united Still want the act, not the ghost. Whoa, whoa, whoa.